0: we are back with more shooting the schmidt 10 minute takes it's so good to be back day number 2 of doing these it's tuesday i'm recording this at about 9:15 the night before and just super you know excited to get into everything that's going on with this so if you missed yesterday's episode go back let's do it it's only 10 minutes it won't take you too too long to listen to go back to it check it out we did a lot on the 76ers and the Nets trade what to kind of expect from both of those teams post all-star break So now what I want to do, I I want to focus on the Western Conference, kind of focus on the top two teams on that side of the NBA, maybe touch on the Lakers a little bit and touch on a nice little take that I have. If we have time to it, if not, then we'll save that for tomorrow. So without further ado, Western Conference Outlook post All-Star break, Suns and Warriors, definitely the two best teams. I don't think you can really argue that. And as of right now, Suns are currently the number one seed, have the best record in the NBA and... I feel like if you were to ask most people, you say, hey, I need you to put money down right now on who you think is going to win the NBA title. I think most people would pick the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul has looked really, really good, especially for a 36-year-old. Devin Booker is even better this year. You know, his ability to pull up off the dribble from three. He's expanded his range and his ability to do that. You know, they look really good. DeAndre Ayton has continued to play well. You know, they've added guys like JaVale McGee who are giving them good minutes off of the bench so they're deeper they have the experience now and yeah like they're they're awesome right and they're so much fun to watch but Chris Paul out for 2 months with a thumb injury and that will open the door for a Warriors team who is personally my pick to win the title as of right now to close the gap and possibly overtake that one seed and they also are at plus 410 odds to win the title And look, let's be honest. Offensively, they're going to be fine. You know, they have Clay and Steph. You know, Draymond Green is, you know, he's going to be back soon. You know, he's going to help them offensively, you know, with his ability to run the offense. And Steph will be able to play off the ball a little bit more. But, you know, obviously Draymond Green is going to help them defensively. That's definitely where he makes his biggest impact. And when he comes back, they'll be better. In addition to that, Jonathan Kaminga has shown promise of being a guy who can give you playoff minutes. So they've added depth there. James Wiseman is hopefully going to be able to play by the end of the year when they add him back. That's, all, that's a whole nother, a whole nother dimension for them defensively. And, yeah, like when this team, if this team can be fully healthy when, you know, the summer gets here, I mean, how do you not pick them to win the whole thing? Like they can match up with anybody. They can go small. They could go big even if they wanted to, you know, play – you know, Wiseman and Looney on the floor at the same time if they really needed to. Obviously, they don't want to do that, but, like, that's an option for them, right? And, you know, Wiseman's athletic ability gives them, you know, the options to do that, which is really exciting. They are probably my favorite watch in the NBA for as of right now. And, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're incredible. Like I said, they're my pick to win the title. I know Steph hasn't shot the, bo- shot the ball super well this year, but if you watch them in the All-Star game, then you know that, uh, you know, he's he's doing just fine. You know, he hit 16 the other night, which is incredible. So, yeah. So that's kind of the outlook on the West. Nowhere near as much drama. The West is kind of boring this year, right? Like, it's definitely, you know, a, a two-team race between the Warriors and the Suns. And, and then it's like, you know, the Grizzlies are a fun story. But I don't, let's be honest, like, I don't think people are really taking them seriously in terms of this team can win a title. Could they? I mean, I guess. But... Let's be honest here. If you're a betting person, you're not going to put your money on them. You're just not going to do that. So, and then, you know, on top of that, like the most intriguing story is the Lakers. I don't think you can argue with that, especially with the Anthony Davis injury. And they're the eighth seed. Like, do we really want to spend our time talking about the eighth seed? Well, when that eighth seed contains, you know, LeBron James, then yes, of course we do. So what are the Lakers going to do from here? Anthony Davis is out for at least four weeks. He's going to be reevaluated. That's four weeks post his injury, so I guess it's closer to like three or three and a half now, but he's he's not coming back anytime soon. You know, they're going to reevaluate him here in another three and a half weeks or so, and then they're going to be like, oh, you know, two more weeks, and then they'll be like, oh, two weeks again. And, you know, it's a foot injury, and those can be kind of delicate, especially on seven-footers. And so now the season rests on the shoulders of 37-year-old LeBron, LeBron James and... You know, I'm not going to come on here and give you some stupid take like they're not going to make the playoffs. I think that if you think that the Lakers won't make the playoffs, I think you're I think you're dumb. There's really no other way to put it. And just simply because like they do they have LeBron James, right? Like they should make the playoffs. Now the question is, how is this going to affect LeBron James's performance in the playoffs, right? Cuz part of the draw of him going to play for the Lakers was, hey, we're going to be able to get Anthony Davis. That way during the regular season, you can kind of rest a little bit, you know, we're not relying on you to score, you know, thirty points a night, you know, during the regular season because that's a lot to do, especially for you know a thirty-seven year old guy who's logged as many minutes as LeBron James has. And look, but at the end of the day, you know, he's LeBron James, right? So as of right now, he's kind of in this Tom Brady mode of we think he's just going to be able to do this for forever. And the more minutes you put on him, I'm very interested to see how he plays when the playoffs get here and the minutes become even more intense, and they're playing high-level competition night in and night out. Because, right, because, you know, during the regular season, you know, especially playing in the West, you know, you're going to have your nights where you're playing against, you know, the Sacramento Kings, and, you know, you'll get lucky every now and then and get to play against the Pacers from the East or, you know, these bottom-feeding teams who aren't very good. So you have, you know, your your nights off where you're playing teams that aren't good. But obviously, like, when the playoffs get here, like, that's not a thing. You know, you're pedal to the metal for the, you know, entire, you know, 40 minutes that you're on the floor. And for a 37-year-old guy having to play 40 minutes throughout the 80 game, 82-game season, that is a lot of miles on an older body, and we know how well LeBron takes care of himself, but I'm very interested to see how he looks come playoff time if AD is out for a decent amount of time. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Lakers progress going forward, and since they're the Lakers, they're going to be on national TV a lot, so you'll be able to follow them with me if you're not a league pass kind of person. And so we've got about three minutes left here before we're going to call it. And I do want to touch on one more team in the Western Conference, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. And specifically, I want to touch on the soon-to-be NBA scoring champion, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is going to be the scoring champion at the end of this year. As of right now, his odds are plus 750 to win it. Go put money on it. I'm telling you right now, they, they've gotten rid of Porzingis. His scoring has only gotten up. He's only going to get more shots now that Porzingis is gone. Right? Like he is the sole provider for them offensively. Now, obviously, you know, Jalen Brunson does some nice things on offense. Tim Hardaway Jr., he can get you a bucket if you need him to. But at the end of the day, we're going full-blown Luka Ball. Okay. His usage rate is about to shoot. It's about to skyrocket. Okay. The number of shots he's about to get. I mean, let's just look at the way that he closed out. You know the regular season before the all-star break right like he had three games of what 45 plus and the one game He didn't have 45. He scored like 25. I mean That's pretty impressive and you know, he's shooting the ball Well, at least he at least he has been here recently and you know That's part of the reason why he's able to put up, you know 45 or 49 and you know He's already had a 50 burger this year and I mean, he's just he's incredible and you know, he's got the legs to do it like he's young And so, you know, it's not like he's going to be, it's not like he's LeBron where he's going to wear down quickly. Uh, LeBron's a terrible example of that. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying, right? Like he's not going to fall off because, you know, his legs are going to go tired, you know, 15 games into this. And so he's got, you know, he's averaging about, I believe, 27 right now. And Joel Embiid's at 29. No, excuse me. I believe he's at 25 and Joel's at 27. Either way, it's like a two-point difference between Luca and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid not having James Harden, he's probably going to get less shots, which means his points per game average is probably going to come down. Luca getting more shots, his shots are only going to go up. And I'm telling you, like it wouldn't surprise me if Luca finished this year averaging over 30 points a game, which should be more than enough for him to secure the scoring champion title and look, he he may even win the MVP because, like, if he averages you know thirty nine and nine, like that's pretty impressive. You know, as of right now, he's at twenty seven nine and nine, which is you know extremely impressive. You know, he averages you know thirty nine and nine, and they you know secure like a three or four seed in the West. I don't know how you don't give it to him, especially now since Joel and Bead's picking up a guy and James Harden who's going to help him shoulder the load. Whereas for Luca, it's going to be just him carrying a bunch of. B to B plus level players right so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how all that develops So if you're a betting person go put money on Luka Doncic To be the scoring champion and to possibly win the mvp Not as confident about the mvp take, but i'm telling you right now Luka Doncic is going to be the nba scoring champion by the end of the year So that's gonna do it here on shooting the schmidt 10-minute takes and today was a good one You know, we're gonna be back tomorrow with another one. So Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, rate it, you know, give me five stars, please. I'm begging you. (laughs) So yeah, rate it, uh, you know, subscribe if you know you enjoyed it and I'll be back again tomorrow with some more 10 minute takes.